Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Every pussy squirts. (laughs) You ever heard that song by R.E.M., Every Pussy Squirts? (laughs) Blame it on the fireball. (laughs) Blame it on the fireball. Every pussy squirts. (laughs) Sorry for the vulgar opening. But we're back. It's been a minute. Has it been two weeks? We did this two weeks ago, didn't we? I think it's been two weeks. But we Seems did. Like but we did do it, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought we did. I, I I wanted to be sure, but we're back. So this is going to be a fun, relaxed episode because one of us has seen this band live in the past couple weeks. One of us hasn't. One of us is highly influenced by that. One of us is not. One of us is drinking a beer from two weeks ago. <laughs> One of us is not. (laughs) Hicks is drinking New Belgium Voodoo Ranger with a skull, a skeleton guy, with what looks to be a Fargo hat. It looks like a, it's kind of like I see Elvis glasses and an aviator hat. Yeah. And he looks a little dry. I'm I'm guessing his pussy does not squirt. He's a little bit dry. He's a little dry. Needs a little bit of Astro Glide for for a good time (laughs) for the Voodoo Ranger. (laughs) But, anyways, we've already got a little fireball in us. We've already done a little, uh, cryptocurrency trading yeah uh, i suck at it but i still do it and it's fun and uh we we've been talking we you know what we haven't talked <laughs> we haven't talked shit we haven't talked music at all I we've know. talked cryptocurrency i know dexter pussy squirts kind of hershey squirts <laughs> yeah, that's basically what our last couple weeks have been i'm ready to talk some music i'm okay with talking some music i'm pretty i'm, I'm down i'm down with some music we were talking about real quick last time i'll mention it cryptocurrency you talked about uh one of the ones on there is a very popular one it's internet computer and i just want to say the abbreviation for that stock is icp that's a sign (laughs) (laughs) that's a sign that means get in and hatch it away motherfucker (laughs) anyways if you're with us join us on the chat Uh, a couple people watching hopefully one of them's warty we feel like he's kind of left us uh, here, there he is. There he Wardy is. says, "Hey, glad to have you all back." <laughs> Good. There's old Wardy. Wardy's pussy squirts. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Wardy has a squirty pussy. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for joining us. Let's let's talk about what we've done the last two weeks. That's kind of lame and kind of goofy, but I feel like we don't get to talk to you guys much because we didn't do a TRL in the last episode. That's right. So, what have we been doing the last two weeks? I went to a Foo Fighters concert. I want to know about it. I'm excited to tell you about it. Uh, Went to that concert, went to an Airbnb, kind of hung out in Cincinnati. It was a little bit of a mini trip. Took my first Uber ride. Okay. Uh, Both of my Uber drivers to the concert and from the concert didn't say shit. I will say real quick, first Uber guy, his Mm -hmm. name was Muhammad. He was very uh, polite. He said hello when we got in the car, but he didn't talk the rest of the way. I'm a chatty person, so I was kind of hoping he'd chat me up a little bit. Yeah. Make my pussy squirt. He didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do he it. He didn't huh? do it. Next guy uh, was, I can't remember his name. I think it was like Raquan or something like that. Getting this dude's car. Dan Barker, you're not supposed to tell everything. Dude, it's obvious <laughs> by looking at you, James, and your pussy squirts. Anyways, so Raquan, I get in his Uber. Sure. Dude's listening to right wing radio. Okay. And takes us into like back alleys and shit. And I'm like, does this guy know that we're liberal? Because this motherfucker's going to kill us. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was going to kill us. He was listening to like Trump shit. And I, yeah. I, it just freaked me out. Did it? Okay. And it, it was a weird, I had two very strange Uber rides. But I then I came to the conclusion afterwards, because I had had a few drinks, that 
The safest Uber rule, you've taken an Uber, I bet, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The safest Uber rule, I assume, mm-hmm. is just not to talk. I imagine if you talk, you're at risk of upsetting someone because of the world we live in today or offending someone or being a chatty Cathy when people just want to ride. And I thought, you know what? Maybe both of those guys were silent because that's the rule of the Uber road is to just be silent and get people from point A to B. I like to talk myself. Yeah. Or at least a little. Like, how you doing? I don't expect you to be like, where are you motherfuckers from? Oh, Pussy Squirt, Ohio. I don't expect any of that. But, I, right. you know, he basically greeted us, and the one guy just nodded that was listening to Trump radio. But, he, you know, I, I expect a little more. I'm a little more of an extrovert when I'm out in public. It's sure, only yeah. when I'm home that yeah. I'm an introvert and I'm yeah. like, get off my lawn. Yeah. But when I'm out, I want to be sociable. Yeah. How, what's your Uber experiences? I've dealt with a, a mixture of uh, drivers. Man, I get a few. I get more that are talkative than really don't say anything. Maybe it's just Cincinnati then. And it's uh, it, it might be an Ohio thing. Because um, you probably get most of yours in like the Florida and I, wet, out west kind of things. Or The you- friendliest Uber drivers I've ever had, New York City. Uh, that hmm. Uber driver, it turned into a tour, a guided tour, just telling us about the history. That's what I want. And it was and it was very engaged. I asked a lot of questions. That's what I want. Uh, Uber driver, San Francisco, turned into a city tour, very engaged. Orlando, I've had some good Uber drivers down there. But some of them, man, it just, it just depends. And I'll tell you a good story. I feel like such an asshole. The Your last... Uber driver was the Dalai Lama. Is <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like my dad look tonight? Yeah. You want to break some shit? Yeah. Oh shit. No. Uh, this Uber. We were in Orlando. Uh, Uber driver pulled up in a suburban, and. A lot of times, the uh, with our experiences, the Uber driver doesn't get out and open the doors. Right. All of a sudden, this guy appears, opens the door, and crawls into the Suburban, and I pat him on the shoulder, and I said, this is ours. And he didn't speak English very well. Right. And he looked at me, then he looked back in to the vehicle and was moving some stuff around, and I said, this is ours. Motherfucker. Did you add a motherfucker in there? No, I didn't. Give me a bite of your kahuna burger, motherfucker. (laughs) There were kids around, so I left that out. Well, he was the driver. He was actually moving the seats around so he could get in. I wouldn't have expected that. And I said, man, I I apologize 20 times. I said, dude, I am so sorry. Wow. I thought you were trying to steal my Uber, and you are the Uber driver. So I've had a mixture. Um, Yeah, and it's... We've had good experiences overall. See, that's the thing. If if somebody would have gave us that treatment, I would have been blown away because that's, I don't expect that by any means, but for someone to like open the Uber for us and shit, Uh I'd be blown away. I'd be five stars basically orgasming through the comments about that person. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we had one, we had one Uber driver uh, down in Florida. He was from Poland. He was Polish. Oh, my God, he had some good stories. 
He said the first thing he did when he got to the United States went straight to fucking Costco and bought the biggest motherfucking bag of M and M's that he could find. <laughs> I said, oh, Regular M and M's or peanut like M&Ms. dude, I didn't even ask. Should have thought, asked him. That's I important, thought, man. I got mad respect for you, dude. Yeah, That's welcome, no welcome to the United States, pal. That's welcome. right. As long as he didn't buy Carmore or Brownie, he was good. Those yeah, two, those two suck. <laughs> no shit. Peanut, man. chocolate. Just I've heard hazelnuts good, but. Yeah, I squirting pussy—that's that. a good M M&M and M flavor. <laughs> yeah. Real good M M&M and yeah. M flavor. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And and then we had a guy not too long ago that was from Long Island, and he, you know, I was very engaged. You know, what was it like growing up in Long Island? And he fished for oysters and would take people out. And there was like some he turned a, his little boat into some type of business, going to and from different. I don't know if it's called a bay or what. It That's is. smart. I don't know. Yeah, and just a super, super nice dude. So it's uh, usually within the first two or three minutes, you can tell if a dude's going to talk or not, or, yeah. or a lady. And I feel like that's part bed. of the experience, like to meet someone. If they don't talk, you don't meet them. Yeah. Like I, I, I won't remember Muhammad a year from now because he didn't say shit. I won't remember Raekwon a year from now because he's listening to Trump shit. I, I won't remember him. Yeah. But if they'd have been like, good, so tell me, does your pussy squirt? I would have remembered him. I would have remembered him. You know, yeah. or if they would have just said, like, who's your favorite football team? I, I would have remembered him. Or if he would have opened the door for me, like, you know, I'll always remember you, dude. Yeah. I remember polite people. Oh, yeah. You know? I do like, too. well, that story, even though that's what's tough. It's way off the, the, the guardrails you talked about running into the Dalai Lama and then he was nice. Oh, You'll yeah. You'll remember that forever. Oh, yeah. You know, if you would have yeah. said shit, you'd remember it, but you wouldn't tell the story very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Niceness sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Kindness stands out. Yeah. But yeah. the Foo Fighters concert yeah, was a good me, time. Tell me about that. Uh, me and Hicks are both in our 40s. Newsflash. I know it's I know it's incredible because you look at us and it's like instant squirting <laughs> because we're, we're just, you know, we look way below our ages you know more like 29 32 <laughs> but uh we're both in our 40s yep and i haven't been to a concert well i hadn't been to a concert in two years i went and saw the band ghost great fucking show yeah. uh that was 2019 okay i was hurting a little bit from standing uh but it was nothing like two years later at the foo fighters we got there, uh, gates opened at 6. We basically stood in line at 5.30 after Raekwon dropped it. No, Muhammad dropped us off. Okay. We, st- we stood 5.30 till about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I have never felt so weak and pitiful in my life. Uh, my knees hurt. My back hurt. I was I was fucking begging, like, somebody please get me some dones. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in pain. Oh, that's rough. But... What a great show. Yeah. Uh, the, the the hard thing about going to concerts anymore is if you are in your 40s and you love music like you and I do, you've been to quite a few shows. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to rank them. It's sure. hard to keep track of who kicked your ass and who sucked and so on and so forth. Some off the top of my head, some of the tool shows me and you have been to. Sure. Fantastic. Top three. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Pearl Jam, top three. I bet. Uh, Dustin Kensrue, lead singer of Thrice, but on his solo tour, yeah. top three. I love his solo shit. Top three, top four, top five, something like that. I've seen a lot of great concerts. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, just to kind of break it down, are one of the last relevant rock bands, sure. at least of our generation currently sure i feel like rock is making a comeback with folks like willow and machine gun kelly doing his shitty ass version of pop punk 
even though I don't like it, I respect it. I want Rock to come back. Right. But Foo Fighters, like, can you think of anybody? Actually, Dave Grohl said this during the concert. There's only a handful of these guys that get to do these big, huge rock arena shows anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's Foo Fighters. Yeah. Rolling Stones. Sure. You know, the old bands. The really old bands. All the people from, like, the the, the 90s and back. Yeah. That's the big draws now. There's not really any big draws that's from a- 2000 on as far as rock bands go. And Dave Grohl said that himself at this show. We're very lucky to still be selling out arenas and selling out huge venues because you, there's not a lot of rock bands doing it. It's oh, basically true. like after 1999, and I think he said this, you split a playing field up two ways, and on one side of it is all the rock musicians who get to keep going and doing what they love yeah. and doing well at it at sure. live, arena, live tours, Sure. and on the other side, you got the new generation. Yeah. So, Foo Fighters are one of the last rock bands that, I mean, who's the biggest rock band in the world today in your mind? Oh, God. Jeez. I, and I don't mean to you, right, but who is to... the biggest rock band that's that's still out there, still making music, <laughs> still putting out albums? Honestly, it is the Foo Fighters. I don't know who else as far as ticket sales there's not shows that's the sad thing there there's not i mean there isn't like foo fighters sell out everything still they're still selling out everything yeah and and the reason they're doing that is because nirvana's gone allison change is gone sure uh pearl jam's not really doing that much and pearl jam fell off the fucking cliff to be honest after so many albums you know there's there's just not any newer rock bands that have built such a big base Foo Fighters are one of the only rock bands that started out in the 90s, but they started after all those grunge bands, basically. Yeah. They carried over into the 2000s in a in a big way. And there's there's really no huge rock band that has done, you know, there's just not. I mean, huge rock band 2000 on that's still going strong. There's not. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody. I mean, rap and R&B and, and stuff just took over in such a big way that this is a big draw. So I felt like this was a bucket list concert for me. Sure, yeah. Dave Grohl's in his 50s. I don't know. You know, he may be, those guys may be the Rolling Stones. I know you love Pat Smear. Pat Smear's in his 60s. I know shit. I think, I think he's 60 or 61. Yeah, I'd like to meet that dude. Was, so would it, was I. he smiling the whole time? Whole fucking time. Yeah. Two and a half hours of smiling. It and like, it, I, like I was sore as fuck back to ankles his face was probably sore (laughs) from smiling the whole time so you know it was a bucket list thing Mm -hmm. it was awesome it was one of the best shows i've ever seen what about covers easily did did they do any covers they did the the bg shit that they they released an album called the dgs the dgs and they did uh like four or five maybe even six d uh bg songs and then they threw some live tracks off their latest album that was fun as hell yeah everybody there there was this was a small venue. It was 8,800 people, but they were all dancing. whole place was dancing, having a good fucking time. Yeah. Dave Grohl puts on a hell of a show, talks to the crowd. He came out and stayed silent for like the first two or three minutes. He's like, I apologize that nothing's happening yet, but I got to soak this in. Because really? the first show they had done in a year and a half was Madison Square Garden a few months ago. Okay. And then after Madison Square Garden, a month and a half passed, and they opened up 
this new Icon Music Center, music festival stage in Cincinnati. Okay. So this was officially kind of like the second le- the second show of their tour. No shit. The first one was a month and a half yeah. before that at Madison Square Garden. So you could see the genuine happiness on his face soaking in yeah. the crowd wanting a show. Yeah. Those motherfuckers played for two hours, and they said, normally this is the time where we would walk off you guys would say encore. We'd come out and play two more. He's like, fuck that shit. We've got till 11. They told us we can't play any longer than 11. Let's go till 11. Yeah. Like really. it was just, he gave, and I knew this because Conan O'Brien was talking about the Foo Fighters. He had Dave Grohl on his show. Yeah. And he was talking about how the Foo Fighters came on to Conan mm-hmm. to play a song at the end of the show. Like, you know, you always got the musical sure. guest. Foo Fighters stayed for two hours after that show and put on a whole concert for that small Conan audience. No shit. Isn't that something? Yeah. So I got goosebumps talking about it. The yeah. show was fantastic. The reason we're talking about this band Radke tonight mm-hmm. is they were the opener. And me and my wife went to this concert. My wife is the biggest Foo Fighters fan on the planet. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty close to her because I really do love them. But she... Literally looked at me and said, opening acts always suck. And I was like, yeah, I've gotten lucky a few times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you were with me or not at this one, but do you, we, me and you have been to two or three tool shows. Yeah. Tomahawk opened up for one of those. Uh, man, I, I want to say yes. There was one, one of the shows, it was like an Egyptian name. Oh, they were horrible. ISIS. Yeah. That sucked. That's not even Egyptian. That I don't sucked. even know where I got that from. Yeah, their name was ISIS. It was mostly instrumental, very few lyrics, and, yeah. it, and it just it just was, was not good. Most opening acts suck. You just want it to be over with. Yes. Yeah. It's like, come on, Tool, get out here. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what our streak is in mentioning Tool in the podcast. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so, you know, we, we come to this agreement that, yes, opening acts just typically suck. I yeah. mean, they just do. Tomahawk uh, opening up for Tool. I fell in love with Mike Patton. Yeah. And everything he did after that. So there, there's there's instances where they don't suck. But we see that it's Radke. We've never even fucking heard of them. Okay. Never heard of this band. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, we just want to watch the Foo Fighters. I yeah. hope they don't play long. Yeah. And you can tell the Foo Fighters set is covered up. Like, they've got it all covered up in, like, black tarps and shit. And you can see that. And you got just a couple instruments and a small drum set sitting in front of that stuff and the rad key logo on it. And I'm like, their logo's cool. Yeah. That's what I thought too. And I'm like, you know, the Foo Fighters probably won't bring on a shitty. Right. Like it's gotta be decent. Maybe we should just, maybe, maybe this will work out. Yeah. Out walks. Uh, I'm only saying this for the, the, just the, the future of this episode. I'm saying this because of a few songs and just the tone of the of the episode and just my excitement for what kind of folks are trying to bring back rock. Three kids from Missouri walk out on stage. Okay. Not just kids. Three black kids from Missouri. Yeah. Walk out on that stage and they're the band Radke. One of them has glasses on like Jimi Hendrix. Okay. One has a flannel wrapped around his waist. Yeah. One has on a jean jacket with the sleeves cut out and a Superman shirt. The, these kids walked out and me and my wife just looked at each other and was like, this should be interesting. Yeah. These guys look grunge. Yeah. 
like they are totally dressed grunge. The lead singer grunge and colored almost John Lennon or Jimi Hendrix glasses. Okay. Like what are we in store for? Yeah. It was a fucking punk band. Yeah. And I being a punk fan was so happy. I was so giddy. And my wife looked at me. She's like, you're really happy right now. Aren't you? I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. really happy. Yeah. Like I know we're getting Foo Fighters. I know we're getting rock and I know we're getting like Foo Fighters have this wide spectrum of rock music, but these guys were just punk. Yeah. Kind of punk, punk and grunge. I'll call it punk grunge. And from the opening riff, I was just like, thank God. Yeah. I don't care how long they play. This is good shit. Yeah. Like good. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. So, good. so that's my story. I, I, I went to the Foo Fighters show. I was very pessimistic. And then I get three kids from Missouri that come out that literally have like four or 5,000 followers on Twitter. These guys have not blown up. They have not really sure. exploded there, you know, cause rock is, it's a hard playing field. Oh, like, it is. It's hard to stand out. It's it, hard to be very, unique. Very. It's you know, it's just rock's not in. Yeah. But you've got these 20-some-year-old kids. I think they're 27, 25, and 23, something okay. like that. Okay. Coming out. And the bassist, which is just like all smiles, it's like the Pat Smear okay. of this group. Good. Basically comes out. He's like, hey, we're Radkey, and we like to rock. He kept it simple. Yeah. We like to rock. Yeah. And they just started fucking hammering, you Good. know, playing those punk chords, punk power chords. Yeah. Lead singer opened his mouth and i was like is that glenn fucking danzig right hey, there that's exactly what my notes Did say. glenn danzig and joey ramone have a child who is this guy my exact thoughts we'll get into it yeah i don't want to talk this whole episode because i could and we're already no 20 that's okay in. now is this band a uh was this a one-time deal they were opening for the food fighters or no they, they uh they I don't think they're touring the whole way. I think they were opening the first leg of the tour, maybe first okay. five, six shows. Okay. I've seen that they've been in Milwaukee, uh, St. Louis, and a few other venues, and Radke was with them. But I know Radke was only going with them for a handful. But A, I was very happy that a guy like Dave Grohl and those guys in the Foo Fighters, A, chose a very small unknown band like yeah Radke. i know openers are typically lesser but yeah. usually you've heard of them sure yeah. i never heard of these fucking guys yeah i never had either not at all but dave Grohl brings these guys on tour and then i find out later these guys are also on his new documentary called what drives us which is about uh musicians famous musicians mostly steven tyler um god so many so many Ben Harper, all these guys that Kenny Loggins, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> ICP, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, touring in vans. Not really; those last couple are, are false. Yeah. But he had this band. He must feel close to them. He had this band on this documentary, and it just excited the fuck out of me. And this band, these three kids, the way they got into music and the, the reason they started playing this kind of music is because of their dad who's a total, he's probably 45, 50. Mm -hmm. He had all those Nirvana and Stone Temple oh, Pilots yeah. and all those records. And them growing up, they listened to their dad's jams. Yeah. And that's what they chose as what they wanted to play. So the story, the story just kind of resonated with me. Like, I've never seen a mention of the mom. Uh, I, I hope the mom is healthy and good to go. I, I don't know. But these kids tore 
in a van, a white caravan to be exact. Oh, no shit. With their dad. Their dad's their manager. Wow. They're just three young 20-some-year-old kids that have been going since one of them was 17. Wow. Or earlier. And it's just it's just a good story. Like, the fact that kids that young are, are, are choosing rock. Sure. And, and again, we talked about this last episode. The grunge thing is kind of coming back into effect. It's kind of coming full circle, like... Yeah. There's a lot of people dressing that way again, teenagers oh, primarily. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And there's a lot of recording artists that are going kind of pop punkish. I wish they'd go a little heavier than pop punk, but right. they're going pop they're going pop punkish. But Radke, first things first, like their influences are on display. <laughs> yeah, I as think soon, so too. As soon as they started playing the show, this really nice woman at the Foo Fighter show, which I will also mention, most people at this show were between probably 38 and 60 okay so i felt right at home with the yeah. middle-aged crowd yeah you know so this 50 year old woman walks up and she's talking about this is her third time seeing the foo fighters okay radke comes on and she's like what's this sound like to you and she looks at me i was like misfits and ramones <laughs> yeah and she's like exactly yeah you know and she's you know it, it it just it just knocked me on my ass not because they were original because they they weren't, you know, it's a, there's a flavor there. Yeah. And I don't mean that bad, Radke, if you listen. You're on your way to originality. They started out just, you know, with their influences on their sleeve. I'm okay with that. Sure, Because yeah. we need rock, and we need people to be influenced by some of the shit that we grew up with to kind of get rock going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, it's almost like priming a pump, and I, I yeah. think they're, they're honoring, you know, some really good music. I agree with that. Yeah, honoring in a big way. So after I hear this concert, I start listening to everything they've got on Spotify. And the first album is Delicious Rock Noise. Now, granted, fully understandable if I'm a lot higher on them than Hicks is, is here. Because Hicks didn't see him live. Right. I saw him live. I was excited about him. I wanted to talk about him. Hicks agreed because Hicks is a good dude. So that's <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. But first album... Dark Black Makeup, first track off the first album, Delicious Rock Noise. And and it's instant. It's instant from the get-go. The Misfits meet the Ramones on this track. Oh, yeah. And I, and I was okay with it. Yeah, I heard a... Uh, automatically, I'm so glad you said it. You know, the Glenn Danzig, I heard that. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a... I don't want to say like a punkish elvis yeah but it's that, no, that is that's that's perfect yeah i don't know how to describe I'm it i'm pretty sure glenn danzig was a big elvis fan. Oh, is he? yeah I, yeah okay i'm pretty sure so that's a perfect how could description you not like elvis oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah that hey, kind of baby uh, that caress kind of... me kill you motherfucker <laughs> skull fuck you skull fuck your wet ass pussy <laughs> yeah. uh overall this album i i thought it was a pretty good album um and I don't mean to be, I mean, zero disrespect. Um, this sound really didn't grab a hold of me. No, because it is a copy. And I don't, I don't mean any disrespect. No, I don't not wanna, at all. The new me doesn't want to say anything bad. I right. don't want to say anything bad. But you can. That's the thing. That's that's just, that's the honesty of this show. But I, I, I understand because going through this first album, I'm going to throw out there right now, 
there's really not much originality on it at all. Yeah. It's an influence. It's like a tribute album to their to what they listened to growing yeah, up. Yeah, I think so too. Being that young, I can understand it. Sure. You know, five years ago, they were very early oh, 20s. They're, they're, yeah. But there's still some fucking killer tracks like Dark Black Makeup. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Romance Dawn is one of one of the best punk grunge songs i've heard in a long time and even though it's not completely original it's not yeah. original at all i'm smirking because you went analog with your notes i'm not used to i that. did go analog <laughs> with my notes fuck I'm microsoft sorry. word i got <laughs> yeah. i got this shit right here you see that that's i've it's it's not only has a place to bookmark where you're at but it also has a nice little strap to uh nice keep it close i have those too you see that yeah when you're 40 and you have a, a professional job they hand these out like fucking candy <laughs> and you're like i'm gonna use that to take notes from a podcast i'm gonna <laughs> use this to write about all the times i got wet ass pussy <laughs> so that's what you do with them i didn't mean to interrupt you no that's no that's a good point yeah. these these are great these are my these are my lifeline right here i love my, these fucking um, things my important shit i write down yeah i mean this stuff i really need to remember everything else goes into evernote yeah, I do use the shit out of my note program. But you know what? I start, I've start. i used the Google Keep notes for our show, and I just I can't do it. Yeah. I don't want to pull up a screen. I just want to pull up my notebook. I understand that. And supposedly, if you write this shit down, you're like 90% more likely to remember it than... Yeah, that makes sense. Apparently, writing stuff down is very, very good for you. So, me and my old age, <laughs> Yeah. every time I eat a big old fat sub from Charlie's, a big Philly cheesesteak, I'm like, I better write in a book tonight <laughs> instead of type in a, in a phone program. But yeah, Romance Dawn, man, it's total misfits, but man, it's like they're doing misfits good. Yeah. It's, it's like they're, they're taking their influences and making it enjoyable. Like, I'm not just rolling my eyes like these motherfuckers want to be Glenn Danzig. I'm more like... It's been so long since I've heard anyone want to be Glenn Danzig <laughs> right. that I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Right. And that's kind of where this band hit me was like, it's been, so, I don't know how many Misfits. What other band can you think of that was trying to be the Misfits or the Ramones? There mm. was influences, but, yeah. they, but they took it into the 90s with all kinds of other punk bands from the late 80s and early 90s and, and did a mix mash. These guys are just like, Fuck the mix mash. I want to be Glenn Danzig. And the, and <laughs> yeah. the guitarist's like, I want to be, you know, D.D. Ramone. Yeah. I don't even know which Ramone played the fucking guitar. but I'm I mean, I've got a good side story. I hate to go off off topic. I don't care. There is no topic here. Speaking we of, talked about wet pussy for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of getting older, uh, my family and I were in Ikea just a few days ago. That is getting older. And this dude walks up to me. And uh, he's uh, kind of rockabillied out, and he's like, I don't even remember how he, oh, he approached me and said, do you have the app Bandcamp? And I said, no. I've heard of that. I said, I don't know what that is. And he said, it's kind of just some underground music. He said, I have a band. Why he approached me, I have no idea. He That's chose cool me. that he did. Yeah, he singled me out. And uh, he said, man, I have this band. He said, it's like uh, George Jones meets the Ramones. I was like, huh? I said, no shit. I'm intrigued. He said, how's how good's your memory? And my ego, my fucking memory's sharp as shit, my heart. I, I looked at him and be like, I don't remember what my wife said to me six minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. I said, it's good. And he said, well, check out my band. If you don't care, I'm trying to spread the word. It's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
45 seconds later after he walked away, oh, I asked my son, who was standing right beside me, yeah. who, who absorbs everything. That's a good thing. He, I said, what was the name of that band? He said, I wasn't paying any attention. I was looking at these <laughs> light fixtures over here. Like, oh, my gosh. And it it made me feel so bad just because he approached me out of nowhere, and right. I owed him yeah. just a little bit of respect just to listen to his band. And I couldn't remember what the name of it was. Just so much information thrown at me at once. I'm guessing of, it never came to you. Oh, it never did. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it had the word hell in it. That's all I can remember. But I tried to look for it a little bit, and I saw him after you know, like five minutes later down the line, and I thought, man, I, I you should have asked. I him. should have asked, but I thought, man, I'm not you should have. That would have that would have just shown interest in a in a uh, if I could, ad- admittance of of yeah. Hey, I, I wasn't paying enough attention, but I'm curious enough to ask again. Yeah, I wasn't in that. I had to switch over to. I wasn't. It was just so much information at once, and. I've never been approached like that. I, I wish people would approach me more. You know, hey, I'm in this yeah. band. Why he chose me? And my kid said, why did he tell you? And I said, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad he did. But yeah. I feel disrespectful now that I didn't. But anyways, I don't Maybe know. Maybe you look like somebody that was into rock music. You know? I don't know. Just, I don't that know. happens. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas? Yes. Okay. Honeymoon. People, people in Vegas. Oh, okay. That's a long ass time ago. What, yeah. Have so, you been married, what, 17 years, 18 years? It's 2001. 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah. People in Vegas walk up and they'll, they'll check a CD out, or they'll slap headphones on you, like listen to this motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I, I dealt a lot of that. Uh, there were a lot of people doing that in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I was with uh, a coworker the first time I went to Los Angeles. Uh, he was, uh, you know, people were trying to throw CDs at him, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. Then they were like. Okay, the CD's in your possession now. You owe me nineteen dollars. You know, oh so yeah, that shit sucks. Like, yeah, get no. Yeah, you so, can have back. I said, man, you can't do that. Nineteen dollars. Just, just don't look at them. Don't make on. And I hate to be stereotypical, but you know, listen to my shit. Listen to my shit. You know, that's nineteen bucks. Nineteen ninety six FYE yeah. prices. Right I don't there. care if you're in a fucking Spider Man costume. I'm not paying you nineteen bucks for your Spider Man rap fucking album. But yeah. But that's cool, people. People spreading the word. You yeah, know, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had a band, I'd probably. I, uh, much like this podcast, I I like to self promote. So if somebody's like, you know, even knows that I do one, if they ask, I'm fucking giving them the the four one one on it. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is what we do. This is what we talk about. Now the CD's nineteen bucks. I didn't mean to throw in that little intro there. Anyways, Wardy says, I say you better remember, because that's when I got married, was 2001. Yeah. 20 years of wet-ass pussy in Wardy's world. <laughs> Fipsy says, Hicks has been listening to Tool way too much, I'm guessing, from the haircut. <laughs> it does look a little Maynardish. Does it look a little bit Maynardish? A little Maynardish. He yeah. has been jamming to Tool, because every time we, we have a, a day or two of, uh, you know, we, we finish this group... He sends me a screenshot of Tool, and he's like, oh, I'm back in. I feel so good. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Phipps, man, I hate that we didn't see you while you were here. I know you come down somewhat often, so hopefully we'll see you again. But and I'm sorry about all the car trouble you've been having. Buddy. No shit. Flat tire after flat tire after, <laughs> Locks you know. breaking up, doing 129 yeah. miles per hour down I-75. Shit. Terrible, man. Terrible. Yeah. Two thoughts. One. Uh, I'm into Marvel movies, and I watched uh, the sure. Loki series, which was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and I read something about Ghost Rider coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No shit. Yes, 
Uh, maybe Norman Reedus. No shit. Which would be phenomenal, hey. in my opinion. I fucking met Norman Reedus. I bet he's a great dude. He was he's fucking, from Kentucky. He was nice as shit. I guarantee it. Although it was, uh, he was cool as shit to my son. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Just he was. He gave a fist bump. He's a fucking Kentucky dude. He's a normal ass dude. Yeah. But he wants, he's begging to play Ghost Rider. Man. But I thought Phipps would make a fucking hell of a Ghost Rider. <laughs> He'd make a good Ghost Rider. <laughs> fucking hell of a Ghost Rider. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that too. As long as it's on Nicholas Cage. It, it's again. like shaggy, cro- <laughs> you know, mixed with Ghost Rider. Like, I'm going to kill your ass, Scoops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Phipps would make a good Ghost Rider. But yeah, I'm sorry you had the car troubles. I enjoyed the video of you getting shocked while drinking beer. That was a good time. That was a good... Yeah, I like that. That We we lived through Phipps. Yeah, we did. We lived through Phipps. Yeah. But uh, hopefully some of you out there actually listened to Ragkey a little bit, and hopefully some enjoyed it. It's probably just a me thing because I saw him live. Live music, when you hear a band for the first time live, that really kicks you into their music you know it's it's easy to become a fan it is when you hear them live first. i've been guilty of that yes yeah well you took me to a dwight yoakam show and you know how much i listen to dwight yoakam after none that? fucking zero <laughs> but, <did> I. <laughs> but it wasn't bad for the first half yeah. like it was it really wasn't like i enjoyed the first half and then he started straying into 80s country and me yeah. and you looked at each other at the same We're time out. Like, let's get the fuck out of here We're right out now. good it was it was good until then though honestly yeah happens uh <laughs> see i don't even want to talk about Racky now phipps is here <laughs> talking about all kinds of crazy shit wet ass pussy half the episode uh but anyways love you know this first album love spills i'm gonna try to hit on the high <laughs> points um every single song on this i enjoyed but the further it got into the the album did you happen to listen to track six called la song which was the song that went na 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 Yeah. What a great punk jam. Yeah. Phipps said, that's funny. I'm actually at my MC club meeting. You in a motorcycle club? God damn it, man. As much as I love Phipps, here in a few years, he's going to drive into a semi like this. Fuck. Fucking Phipps of Anarchy. <laughs> Phipps of He's Anarchy. had his MC club meeting. He's probably fucking a bitch right now and getting ready to shoot someone in the neck. <laughs> Phipps, be careful out there, man. Yeah. Be careful out there. If you need help, we'll find you some help, buddy. That's right. We're we're not really MC club material, but I did always have a dream of creating my own MC club, but we just save cats from trees. We don't do anything fucking. Nothing drugs, nothing guns. We just save tomcats. <laughs> Don't forget the Coke. I assume you mean Coca-Cola because it's a family show, motherfucker. Uh, or not. Man, anyways. Yeah, La Song, the whole na-na-na-na-na-na-na. That shit, I don't care if you're copying someone or not. Right. If you play a fast punk groove and yeah. you do like an oi-oi-oi or a na-na-na-na yeah. or a do-do-do-do. Oi-oi-oi. I get into it. No effects. Oi-oi-oi. Yeah. I get into that shit. I don't need my music to always be intricate tool type shit sometimes i just want to cut loose and have a good time and when they played this na 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 song at the concert i was fucking jacked man i was like i don't even want the foo fighters to come on yet i'm enjoying this shit fuck you pat fuck you pat smear (laughs) fuck you taylor hawkins you fucking (laughs) scrawny bastard (laughs) he's really good at singing and i didn't know that 
He put, he did a, a version of uh, Queen, someone to love by Queen. A big Queen fucking fan. killed it. Fucking yeah. killed it. Yeah, that band is so goddamn talented. Yeah, they are uh, so goddamn talented. And Dave Grohl even admits he can't read music. He doesn't read music. Really? He just fucking gets his guitar. He's like, that's a good fucking riff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's just, I respect that. Oh, I do too. I respect it. And I respect punk music. I respect a band that gets out with their guitar, their bass, and their drums, and they just want to fucking rock. Like that bassist came out and said, we're raggy and we like to rock. Yeah. Let's fucking rock. Yeah. Boom. You know, yeah. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of that. Good. That's what got me. I felt a genuine human connection they're these human kids that were just trying to fucking get somewhere with their music, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Hunger Pain was uh, the song after the last song. It was a little slower. Again, I'm going to hit on the high points. Feed, sure. Feed My Brain was a song yeah. that I fucking loved. This is where you get a mix of Misfits and Ramones, but also the Offspring. There was Offspring okay. sounds okay. in these guys' repertoire. Man, speaking of the Offspring, I just know the hits. And they just fired their drummer because he wouldn't get the vaccine. Turns out it was for medical reasons, but... No shit. The world we live in today. Fucking Dexter and Noodles. Dexter and Noodles said, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, you unvaccinated swine. What about Which is fucking... my new term for inv- unvaccinated people. <laughs> a buddy of mine was beside me. He, fucking, he drank my drink. We went, me and a guy I work with went and got uh, you know a meal the other day. Yeah. He's like... Is that your drink right there? I was like, yeah. He's like, I think I just sipped on. I was like, you unvaccinated fucking swine. These fucking Trumpster, you know. Yeah. Like you unvaccinated swine. Yeah. I think that needs to be a hashtag. Unvaccinated swine. What about the goofy ass? I have a confession to make. I'm going off subject again. I have to confess. I watched Limp Biscuits' recent Lollapalooza as performance. Did I. As did I. Not because I. Not because. I loved their music because right. I was curious. I was fucking curious. Curiosity. I wanted to know. And I'm a uh I'm a West Borland fan. Um I was kind of surprised, but what about Fred Durst promoting vaccinations? His attitude kind of surprised me. It's not what I was expecting. Look, Fred Durst has had douchey moments, but let's be real. I've had douchey moments. Oh, I have too. I, I'm a I'm a feminist liberal bastard that is, that that has had douchey moments. I mean, we've all had douchey moments, no matter who right. you are or what you've done or what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter. We've all had douchey moments. Fred Durst has had douchey moments, but you know what? It is honestly, I think it's more cool to hate on Limp Biscuit than than to actually just admit that Limp Biscuit is fun. There's nothing groundbreaking there. Right. The lyrics are fucking garbage. They're right. fucking garbage. If oh, the lyrics bad. were better, maybe the band would be better. But I've probably said this on this show before already. But I went to a summer sanitarium tour. It was nice. Metallica. Ooh. It was Deftones. Nice. Mudvayne. Lincoln Park. And Limp Biscuit. If there was another band, I don't fucking remember them, which means they sucked. <laughs> yeah. Metallica, of course, was awesome. I had a migraine by the time they came on, but it was still awesome. Yeah. I was most excited about Metallica, Deftones, and Mudvayne. Mm-hmm. Mudvayne, I don't know why, just because I thought it'd be heavy. Yeah. Deftones, because I genuinely like the Deftones. The Deftones sucked balls. Did they really? Fucking terrible. They had sound issues. It was all muddy, and it just didn't sound good. It was just bad. Yeah. Uh, Mudvayne sucked balls, too. Okay. Then you had Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit, which I was looking at my buddy and saying... I can't believe I have to sit through these two fucking bands. Right. 
Lincoln Park was good. Yeah. They surprised me. Okay. The best show of the fucking night at a Metallica concert was Limp Biscuit. No shit. I was blown the fuck away. Granted, don't get me wrong, I didn't listen to shit afterwards. I didn't pop in an album because yeah. their albums their albums suck. Yeah. But live, that's a good time. Yeah. It's a good fucking time. Wes Borland's a good guitarist. Fred Durst is a good showman. Yeah. It's honestly a good time. That's what I thought from watching the Lollapalooza. That crowd seemed to enjoy him. They were fucking in it. I don't even think they knew who they were. When Fred Durst says, raise your hand if you've never seen us before, the whole goddamn crowd went like this. Oh, yeah. They don't know who the fuck Limp Biscuit is. Right. But Limp Biscuit, who's coming out with a new album soon, they might be part of the return of rock because... 2021. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Everyone's fucking dumber than they used to be. So Limp Biscuit's probably going to be a big fucking draw if that album's popular. All of a sudden, people are going to be like, Post Malone and Limp Biscuit, bitches. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. Yeah. But it was good. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I watched half of it. Yeah. And Bird Mannering, do you know Bird? No of him. He's local musician, very nice guy, uh-huh. good musician, good music. He said he watched it twice. I watched it more than once. All right, there we go. I watched Guess I'm admitting now. Once. Yeah, I did. You know, it's it's a good time. It's fun. You know, what's wrong with having fun? Yeah. It's not like we have to come on this show and be like, Limp Bizkit blew my fucking mind, bro. Did you no, see, it's a good time. Did you see the part, and we're really going off subject, but that's all right. That's what this is about. The uh, I don't know if he was, I don't want to call him an, an interpreter, but he's almost like doing sign language. Did you get oh, to yeah, that part? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. But okay. I heard that they had one there, and that alone is a little extra respect for Fred Durst because that's just the right thing to do. And Fred Durst said he he gave props to this guy who was just doing all kinds of scratching the records, playing guitar, scratching the, I don't know how he was keeping yeah. up, actually. And Fred Durst went down beside him and was mimicking him, not making fun of him, but just interacting with him. Having a good time, like air guitar. Gave him a high five afterwards. Let's hear it for this motherfucker right here. You know, just interacting with the crowd and and just just promoting really good stuff. At one point, he's like, I love my mom. (laughs) Fred Durst is fucking 50, man. Dave Grohl talks about his mom every concert. Yeah, I'm like, how cool is that shit? You know, it's just good. But he had a lot of good points, and it really surprised me. I was... Just a, I thought, man, I wish I was there. Let's be real. Fred Durst is more famous than any of us. Oh yeah, give him some props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go to a, I'd go to a Limp Biscuit show as long as it was thirty five bucks or under. And fucking t shirts at the end of shit that they gave away free. Yeah. Just throwing shit out. West Portland threw one of his guitars out. Did he? Threw it out in the audience. Take his Damn. fucking yeah. I mean, you know. The guys are just having a good time. There's something to be That's said for doing. people that just want to put on a show. I've seen ICP. I'll admit it right now. I had a good time. Did you? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. Like some of the bands that I was looking the least forward to, I had the most fun. And in some of the bands that I was looking forward to, I was disappointed because I didn't have very much fun. Yeah. It happens. You know, live music is a whole different animal. It's a different animal. And back to Radke. I'll be totally honest. I I went through the albums. I have much respect for them. I don't want to say anything bad about this band because I feel like they're trying. It just wasn't for me. That's understandable. And again, I saw them live. It lit the spark. 
But I switched over. Speaking of live, I saw some live performances. I think you even sent me a link to a live performance. I thought, these dudes are fucking killing it. Yeah. Their live performances. The energy. The energy of that show yeah. drew me into the albums. And that that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. That's kind of what you do when you go to a live show. I'm not a huge fan of the band Ghost. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. They've got a weird sound on their studio albums. The singer and the heaviness of the music, it's a weird bag. It's a weird mix. But live, top five. Top five shows I've ever seen. I've been to a fucking hundred concerts. Yeah. Top five. It was a fucking magical show. You've got like 17 top fives. I have a lot. <laughs> Just fucking with I have a lot. I have a lot. But I will tell you, I saw Sugar Ray once. That's bottom five. That's I remember five. you talking about that a Garbage. long time ago. Garbage. Didn't you run into him and he was a dick or was that Jared Leto or however I say his name? Didn't you? I, I, I knew. I shouldn't have said that. But. This doesn't carry much weight. Uh. Fip says, I've seen Limp Biscuit three times. All were a good time. Exactly. That's what it's about. Fucking fun. That's what it's about. But uh, no, I, I, a buddy of mine was dating a girl in a small punk band, and they opened for 30 seconds to Mars. Jared Leto's apparently very creepy, tried to fuck his girl in the bathroom. Okay. You know, kind of forcefully, kind of a situation. Yeah. But, so I'm not a big Jared Leto person, but yeah, that's the, you know, it's third hand knowledge. I don't know. Maybe sure. you, uh, it could be wrong, but worst joker of all time. Yeah. Worst joker of all time. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. That's bad. It's hard to beat Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. Oh, Which he, one? Ledger or Nicholson? Ledger. Ledger. I agree. Oh, Nicholson yeah. was brilliant as a classic joker, but Ledger was just fucking haunting. Oh my God. Did you watch the Joker movie? I haven't. I've got oh it. I own it. God, I dude. own it. It's in my movies anywhere, but I, I've not seen it's it. It's going to fuck you up emotionally. I've heard. That's yeah. why I haven't watched it yet, because I'm in an emotionally low place right now. Oh, so then don't watch it. Watch I, it when you're up high. Cryptocurrency's got me fucking... Watch when you're uh, peaking uh, cryptocurrency, and then watch that Joker movie, okay. because it's going to fuck you up mentally. I mean, mm. it's it's going to impact you. I don't need I any mean, more mental stress. Yeah, my son and I went to go see it. My wife won't watch it. She said, I'm yeah. not watching that shit after you guys said Bet, Did yeah. it fuck with Ethan? Because he's pretty fucking crazy strong. So yeah, it uh, no, it just kind of left you. We left a theater very heavy anchoring feeling. Just yeah, a, just a lot of weight. Yeah. Just, oh my gosh, that can that that happens, man. Sometimes I I can only watch. Uh, I will watch it, Phipps. But sometimes sometimes heavy shit just weighs on me because I've total admittance. I I've soft fucking heart like I, yeah. I i get you know shit hurts me you know yeah I, there's shows that make me cry my wife's been watching all these canadian versions not canadian versions but canadian uh home makeover shows and fuck was that canadian uh that's the fucking joker it's a joker my wife's been watching all these Canadian television programming and where Canadians are honestly sorry they're so much fucking nicer than we are yeah it touches me because they're just so much more together and accepting of each other. Mm-hmm. Fucking touches my heart a little bit. Yeah. So I am very, I am sensitive in that aspect. Like my wife watches true crime and this and that. And I'm like, I can't watch this because I'm just going to get upset, yeah. you know? So I have a hard time with that shit. I've heard the Joker is pretty intense. My son, Javid, told me it was, 
it was a little wild and there's just moments that just fucking hit in the chest and i'm like mm, yeah the i don't o- know i watched a lot of sitcoms because i'm so sensitive so there was uh, a movie that impacted us in the same way we all watched it uh, my wife and my son and i i think it was called mother oh my god what's that what's that girl's name She's mother she's goes right along with Racky. Tell your children not to walk my way. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is her name? She's a Kentucky girl, very pretty, very famous. Mother, movie. mother. But it impacted us. It left us with a very heavy feeling. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of her name. It's not even Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. And Love her. I do too, but this she regretted doing that movie. I heard her say one time, but it was total admittance. Have you watched The Hunger Games? Yeah, that's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah, I've tried to tell my wife it's good shit. Yeah, it's pretty. I good. I mean, it's good shit. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Apparently, The Hunger Games is a lot like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, listen to that Joe Rogan and uh, you know what's her name? Something Park. Yeah, starts with a Y. That's Yin Yin May Park. Yeah. Oh, my. It's intense. (sighs) I thought, we're fucking spoiled. We're so spoiled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know people, I get it. I ate a McFlurry today, and the guilt just killed me. (laughs) What kind of, like Oreo? Oreo. What do they have? Yeah, Oreo. Man, you can't beat that. No, and there's a whole bunch of Oreo dust in there. There's nothing but fucking dust and ice cream. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> was it just like a cup of just gray? Yes. <laughs> was it? It's fucking, it was like Liam Neeson was fighting wolves in my cup of McFlurry. I'm going to fucking play Into the, same, the gray I went. He's the same person in every fucking movie. He just plays I have himself. A particular set of skills. <laughs> One of them is getting your pussy wet. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, Hard Candy with Ellen Page is good. Ellen Page, or is it... Did Ellen Page turn to... Is that know. is that the girl that turned to Eli Page? I can't fucking remember. Anyways, we're having a good time, but let's get through some Radkin yeah, and have, go a, on. have some more of a good time. Anyways, I'm, I'm going to get straight to it. This first album, which was released in 2016... Mm-hmm. It was basically like a new Misfits and Ramones album. There wasn't a lot of originality. Yeah. I don't care. I love the Misfits. I love the Ramones. I do too. I do too. And I love that three kids from Missouri love them enough to make an album that sounds similar to both of them with a little mix of Offspring and Nirvana. Yeah. Totally appreciated this. It's called Delicious Rock Noise. I hope you listened before the episode, but if you did not, go check it out. You may love it. You may not, but go check it out. It's a bit of a different thing in 2021. I've never heard anyone blatantly want to be the Misfits and Ramones until this band, and it made me happy because my nostalgia bone Good. that makes pussies wet got me you know, <laughs> into this band. A lot of talk about pussy. Anyways, <laughs> let's blow through some of these EPs, talk a little more fun, and go to the last album. Yeah. Some of these EPs have songs that are on other EPs, so it'll be pretty quick. I noticed that, yeah. Cat and Mouse EP, 2013. I dug all of it. I thought it was all kind of 90s or old school punk. I don't have much else to say about it because it's an EP. Mm -hmm. Uh, Devil's Fruit from Mm -hmm. 2013. Two EPs in 2013. Stooges. Stooges. Heard some Stooges. I heard that too. A little bit of Stooges. A little bit more Misfits. A little bit more Grunge. Uh, Track three, Overwhelmed. Very grungy. 
Mm-hmm. Very, very grungy. Track four, Romance Dawn. Love this song because it made it to their first EP in 2016. Okay. So I love the song Romance Dawn. Mm-hmm. 2019 EP, No Strange Cats. Dot, 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 dot. Spiders. I don't understand which one of these <laughs> yeah. came first. Yeah, I don't either. on this album was Spiders, Junez, not Junes, Junez, Rock and Roll Homeschool, which they played live when I saw them, and they, that was, that was, the whole crowd was going nuts when they played Rock and Roll Homeschool. Because they announced that we really are homeschooled. No shit. Homeschooled yeah. by their dad. Yeah. And they came up with the song Rock and Roll Homeschooled. While they were being homeschooled, nice. how they didn't have friends because they were homeschooled. Like, will you be my friend? It was it was a very good punk anthem. Saint Elwood, solid song structure, not smart guitar jam. I watched this dude, and if you follow me on Facebook, which is unlikely, mm-hmm. um, I fucking do. Also, these three guys are brothers. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned that no completely. Shit. I said their dad was their tour manager, right. but they're all three brothers. I did not know that. Three brothers jamming punk rock music out oh, on the road shit. with the Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. Um, but the uh, the guitar, the lead singer slash lead guitarist, so only guitarist, mm-hmm. dude can actually play pretty fucking good. Yeah, You yeah. don't catch that until you get to the middle or the back end of the songs. But once you get there and hear a guitar solo, you hear that. So he's actually pretty good. Him and the bassist, his brother, obviously, they're all three brothers. Mm-hmm. They did the whole back-to-back thing while they were doing solos. Yeah. Great moment. Good. But the solo on Not Smart, mm-hmm. fantastic solo, hell of a jam. Give me a few thoughts while I get something out of my car. Uh, I had uh, my number one song, uh, Paul. That was my favorite song from this album. I thought they were my favorite. Uh, what's Jeremy getting out of his car? I wonder what it is. I hope it's uh, something to eat because I'm getting hungry. Uh, the song Paul, uh, I highly recommend. And it's P period A period W period. It's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. But if you've never heard the band Radkey, I suggest listening to the song Paul. It's pretty good. Jeremy's still in his car. I don't know what he's getting. Got a text message, and then he ran to the car, and he is back in here. That was a quick trip to the car. So You're talking my- about me, which makes me wonder what the hell happened. I was hoping you bring back food. I'm hungry. That'd be nice. I'd love to have a big old fucking bacon eater right now. Oh, no doubt. I love bacon. Paul's a fucking great jam. That's my yeah. favorite Radkey song. They played that live, too, and it was out of this world. Mm-hmm. Phipps says, got to go meeting and starting. See you next week. MC meeting. Who you going to kill this week, Phipps? Or who? what drugs are you running to what town? <sighs> fucking Mayans. Who's bastards? <laughs> fucking Mayans. Spiders is one of, you know, Spiders is on this. It's on the other. So you got Spiders, Junez, Rock and Roll Homeschool, Cena Wood, all on the previous EP. Basement was just okay, not smart previous EP. We'll talk a little bit before we get to their 2020 album. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you at least found some songs you liked. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of breath. I'm 40 fucking years old and I just <laughs> ran down right. my driveway. It's all right. I'm fat and old. Get your drink. I need a Reese stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Uh, yeah, this was a good live band. I haven't been to a punk show in a really long time. 
And I'm really glad that Radke broke me back into the punk rock. Good. And I really, judging by their 2020 album, Green Room, which was a little more 90s than it was Misfits, mm-hmm. I have high hopes. I just have high, high hopes for this band. When Dave Grohl takes you out on tour, that's so promising. That means Dave Grohl sees something about you that he yeah. loves. And you know what? I could be way off base here. But Dave Grohl takes his 15-year-old daughter, Violet, on tour with him. Yeah. And she's a backing singer. That's crazy. And if you watch uh, the last episode of From Cradle to Stage, which is one of the many productions Dave Grohl has done, his daughter can fucking sing. Oh, yeah. She can sing. And I'll tell you something else about another backup singer here in a minute. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. But Violet can sing, and Violet is a huge Misfits fan. No shit. I can't help but wonder if Violet listens to Radke and said, Dad. No shit. Check out this band. That's a And good... he's like, I'm taking these motherfuckers on tour with us. That's a good theory. That's a good, yeah. She loves the Misfits. Yeah. She loves them so much. Dave Grohl was not a Misfits guy. Okay. Dave Grohl grew up in the second stint of punk and yeah. was into smears band the germs the germs yeah and he played drums in scream which was a punk band sure i think you like some other punk that just barely was uh previous to nirvana but he's made the statement that violet has gotten him into the misfits more than he's ever been into the misfits so if violet's like check out this band radke that's interesting Dave Grohl's that kind of dude that's just like call those kids i'm gonna call those kids i'm gonna i want to take those kids on tour with me yeah which just fills my heart with fucking joy man because these kids are trying to find a way to break through to the mainstream right what better way to break through the mainstream and rock music than to go on tour with dave Grohl, taylor hawkins which still amazes me that he was in alanis morissette's band before Food. yeah yeah that's fucked up crazy yeah and he's a fucking bad ass. He's a bad man. Oh, that yeah. That guy's a bad man on the drum. Sure he is, yeah. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be in the Foo Fighters because oh, yeah. Dave Grohl already kicked a drummer, at for, a drummer out for not being a bad man. Their first drummer, the drummer and the bassist were from the band Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah. Which was an indie band. Okay. So the bassist stuck around because he's good, and he was like the second founding member of Nirvana basically after Grohl. Yeah. Uh, the drummer from that band, Dave just didn't like the way he drummed. He re-recorded the drums for the collar and the shape, actually, after he heard the drums from the dude from Sunny Day Real Estate. He was like, I got to redo these myself. Okay. It's just not powerful enough. And I think what Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins have in common, which makes them great drummers, is A, they know how to play the fucking drums, but B, both of them hit the drums harder than anyone I've heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I bet. Fucking smack those drums with sticks. Yeah. Both those guys are fucking magic. And at the concert, not to get off topic, but before anyone even came out for the concert, the drums got unveiled, and they were all pink, and they had Barry Gibbs' face on the bass drum. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking magic. You know, it's just like, this band knows how to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But I don't even know where I was straying. I don't even know where we were. But... Just giving this band the opportunity to open up for what, in my opinion, is the biggest rock band out there today that's still making music and releasing albums is just a, it's a blessing. 
you know, not not to mention that I think Radke has massive potential to be part of Rock's revival. But what a blessing, you know, what to have Dave Grohl, who they've said is oh, one yeah. of their heroes, nice, be like, "Well, go on tour with the Foo Fighters." Like, that's what it's all about, yeah. you know, helping people, reaching out. Helping people achieve their dreams, that's a big fucking thing. Oh, no shit. It's just like the, the way comedians, the last five years, the way comedians yes. have been promoting one another. Yeah. Same thing, you know, just like they were old, just like you said, you know, just yeah. promoting one another. That's, right. It's great. Like, what, what's your success worth if you're not using it to help someone else? Yeah, yeah. And that's just a, you know, it's a big thing. Yeah. But I, I listen to these guys. And I start jamming their albums, and I get to the album The Green Room. I'm going to admit, I like the early stuff better. The fucking Misfits ripoff really hit me. But I like mm-hmm. this Green Room album, too. This is where I feel like they moved past their pop-punk influences, and they went more grunge. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more 90s sound on this album, which, again, I appreciate because uh, my favorite music is from the 90s. I just watched Alice in Chains Unplugged two nights ago. Oh, my God. How good is that? Amazing. Lane Staley is probably one of the most underrated front men of all time, and I don't say that for any other reason (sighs) than have you ever heard anyone that sounds as haunting oh my as God. that motherfucker and Jerry Cantrell for that matter. Oh no shit. They're ha- they're haunting. It's like the Beatles from the mm. underworld is what Alice in yeah. Chains sounds like because it's so haunting. I've never heard voices like that. It's like it's the pinnacle of sadness is what Alice in Chains is to me. It's unreal. Uh, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, came across a Alice in Chains uh, sound check performance. I need to see that. Fuck. It gives me chills just thinking about it. Thought, oh my good gosh. band. Just just minimal effort. Oh, Lane Staley barely he was on heroin. He barely even fucking spoke and it, it just came out magical. <laughs> oh my god, one in a billion. Yeah. Just unreal. Yeah. It's it, I mean it's just who have you heard that sounds like Alice Nobody. and Nobody. No one. Yeah, That's what it's there's... about. Can you be so original? That there's no one that either sounds like you, or if they try, they can't hold a candle to you. It was the perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Pearl James 10, and they went and fucked it up with all the other albums. But, <laughs> you know, just the perfect storm of, like, I've never heard anyone like this before. I'd never heard anybody like Eddie Vedder. No, I hadn't either. God, who was it that was bashing Eddie Vedder? Yingwei. Yingwei. Yeah, Yingwei Malmstein. <laughs> Fuck you, Yingwei. Yeah, he's got a point, though. <laughs> he's got a point. That first album was great, and, and it just went to shit pretty soon after. I still like all their music. Nothing will ever get close to the album yeah. 10. Yeah. Just album. like, you know, Alice in Chains, there's, you know, I, nothing's going to get close to that from a haunting grunge standpoint to me. Unreal. Magical shit. Uh, my favorite albums off, or my favorite albums, my favorite songs off the album, Green Room, uh, was real deal. It's very wavy. I love that. And I can't read my own fucking writing. Track ten on Green Room. Mm-hmm. Straws, stalls. I have to look it up. Balls, balls, balls. Squeezers. Wet um, pussies. I might have it right here, pal. Pal. What number? What track? Track ten. Track ten was stains. Stains. Yeah. Stains and Real Deal. 
And I have track six. I got a note on the song Judy, 90s as hell. Remind me of a band I used to listen to called Finch. Never heard of them. Good shit, actually. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, underground, 90s punkish. The song Suffer off this album, very offspringy. I've got that note on a few other tracks. Mm-hmm. But very 90s, very grungy slash punky. And I felt growth on this album. And I can't lie. I love the copied sound. Mm-hmm. I love that they are, you know, putting their influences on their sleeve. One, that takes balls because you're risking people saying like, oh, they just sound like the Misfits. What's so bad about that? Yeah. What does mumble rap sound like? I don't fucking know, but it sucks. <laughs> it's you know? bad. So maybe this band is going to grow into something with Dave Grohl's help, with, you know, their own, their dad's help, taking them in a fucking Dodge Caravan across the country. Right. I just respect it, you know? Sure, I do too. Any band that starts out going in a van... Working their asses off yeah, how to can get you, heard. How can you say anything bad about that? You I can't. Mean, if somebody's trying. And how long How long has it been since we've heard a relevant rock or punk band? Yeah. You know, there's a band called Highly Suspect that I was very high on. Okay. That came out about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Their first two albums were fucking stellar. The third one, they fucked it up. It's like they got influenced by today's music and they just fucked it up. It's terrible. It's actually unlistenable to me. But this band, Highly Suspect, first two albums, I was like, shit, man. Rock has got something on their hands. And then they're like, oh, fuck it. We're going to throw it away. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick, but the lead singer is all fucked up on drugs. So, of course, of course they fucked it up. But anytime a rock band catches my attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Catching my attention now is bigger than catching my attention then. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger deal than Nirvana, Pearl Jam, because rock's been dead for a while. Yeah, yeah. Limp, Limp Biscuit fucking performing at Lollapalooza caught my attention. <laughs> yeah. How no sad shit. is that? Yeah, no shit. I was embarrassed to say that's not a detriment. It. I was embarrassed to say I watched it twice. Yeah, that's not a detriment to them. They had a good time. Maybe... We're starving so badly for rock music. I think that's that what it is. Limp Biscuit is giving us. I think that's what it is. What we need. Yeah, I think so too. It's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. And I, I hate to go. I'm going to backstep a, a few steps just because I don't have anything to say about Radkey, this band. Uh, you mentioned No Effects earlier. Yeah. Motherfucking six years on dope is the perfect fucking punk song. For yes. Me. That is the greatest. Gives me fucking chills thinking about it. It's good shit. It's fucking perfect. It's I love good it. shit, man. I just it's, had to get that out. It's having a good time. I just had to get that out. And letting loose. Oh, my God. It's a great song. And they've got a bunch more great songs. Like, there's just... like Right now, and, and don't get me wrong, I like Post Malone. Yeah. I really yeah. do. I yeah. really do. That dude is talented as sure. fuck. Sure. His music... I even like it. My wife loves his music. Yeah. And she don't like anything new. Yeah. Like, there is some artists out there that are worth listening to. There's no doubt about it. But when when you hear some of the shit that we grew up with, like No Effects and yeah. Alice in Chains and The Misfits, and there, there's just a raw, raw, raw nerve. Like a fucking rebel nerve that's mm-hmm. built into that shit i don't ever get overly excited 
with any of today's top artists. It doesn't right. make me want to bang my head around or stomp my foot or shake my knee or get me fucking I'm I'm 40, but I still if I hear something that makes me get up and fucking act a fool, I'm sure. going to get up and act a fool. Sure. That's what Limp Bizkit did. If yeah. I was at that concert, I'd have acted a fool. I would have. Too. I'd have acted fucking stupid ass nuts. Yeah. But nothing that's really out today does that to Oh, me. yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Nothing really hits me emotionally and makes me want to lose my mind a little bit yeah. and look like a fucking wild-ass crazy person Yeah, the way that music does. Yeah. So when Radke came out and played the shit that I grew up on, a sound that I grew up on, just modified, mm-hmm. I was jumping around. You know, my, my legs were moving, my aim, arms were moving, I was pumping my fists, I was having a great fucking time. Yeah, good. And, and really, right now, like, what do we want out of music? I want to have a good time. Again. Sure, sure, yeah. That's why the Ghost concert was so good. Yeah. They put on a show, they fucking had guitar battles on the stage between their two guitarists. It, I, it made, it was a good time. It wasn't music playing from a fucking... DJ and a sampler with yeah. one guy out on a microphone. Yeah. It was a band do- feeding off of each other and having sure. a great time, which made me have a great time. That's what Radke did for me. Good. The bassist was about as characteristic and lively and fucking fluid as it gets. Good. The the singer and lead guitar player has real talent. Mm-hmm. And the drummer, I've never seen anything like the drummer. He held his sticks at half-mast. Really? He held his sticks in the middle, and it looked like he was going slow as shit, but he wasn't, and wow. it just caught me off guard. Huh. It, it was really something very interesting. It was like you felt like you were watching an, a new drummer that was a, technically an amateur. Right, right. But what you heard was more technical than a new drummer. It, it just kind of got me. That's kind of neat. Good observation. Yeah. 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 Check out some of my wife's videos she posted. Like he's holding his sticks at the halfway point. Oh, I was old. And he's just kinda it looks like he's just playing in a high school band. Yeah. But he's killing it. Yeah. And and it, it's just that shit gets me energized. I'm ready for energy. Yeah. And these guys brought me some energy. So I'm very thankful for that. And I'm hoping uh that music from here on out can be more energetic and sure. less Sure. Le- less, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Hicks? Less generic, less samey, less, uh, less <sighs> uninspired. I, I don't want to hear uh, yeah. a backing track with just a singer. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to hear know, a backing track with a vocalist. I want to hear a band. What's What scares me is uh, r- pertaining to the future of music. I'm afraid it's just going to be singles. I think the it is full length album is going to disappear. It seems that that makes sense yeah. because a guy like Joyner Lucas released every single single off his latest album before the album dropped, which was very smart. Sure, very smart. Yeah, because uh, you know this is a world of people that don't listen to albums. Why? Anymore. Why have an album? I mean. I mean, you and I understand why there's an. Album I, I think because artists want to still be true artists, like their heroes, and you know nobody wants. But but at the same time, a lot of these new musicians they do just release singles. Yeah. And then they throw an album out, you know, compromise of some of those singles and some new shit. But 
I mean, I like albums. Oh, I like it too. I don't, I don't want, want to hear it. singles. I don't, I don't want, want to listen to the same song 40 times. I don't want it to go away. I don't I'm, either. I'm afraid that it is. I'm afraid actors are going to go away too. Well, that's why we're doing <laughs> Radke. Because I feel like if more folks like Radke start getting popular and release those albums, maybe we may, maybe the tide can turn. Sure. Maybe this was an aberration in music because seriously... Willow Smith, I don't fucking like her music. I tried to listen to her new pop punk album. I didn't dig it. Okay. But I respect the fuck out of it. Okay. Because she comes, she's the daughter of Will Smith. Yeah. She could come out and do more versions or more reiterations of I whip my hair back and forth, I whip my hair back and forth. Yeah. And she'd make money and she'd be famous and she'd be popular. But she said, fuck that. She, just like Radke, Heard some shit from the 90s and early 2000s and thought, I like this more. Yeah. So she did a pop punk album. Miley Cyrus discovered 80s and 90s rock and is starting to do all these fucking covers of Metallica and Joan Jett and all these artists that actually were just fantastic artists and musicians. Okay. So I feel like some of the younger people, some of this, you know, some of the millennial generation is discovering what we had and thinking this is better. Mm-hmm. I have hope. I have hope that we're going to start getting maybe not good music because I haven't heard any of it that I liked. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Machine Gun Kelly did a pop punk album with Travis Barker and the fact that Miley Cyrus is doing rock music covers and the fact that Post Malone is very capable of doing rock, as we saw sure. with his Nirvana shit. No shit. I just feel like there's a chance. I feel like there's a, yeah. a, a, a chance that we stray away from just these artists that are singing over top of tracks that I could push a button on yeah. on my fucking mixer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's people out there that, that want to play instruments again yeah, and want to yeah. be... And a classic version of an artist, not sure. a modern version of an artist. So I'm holding out hope. And I saw this band Radke and it gave me a, a, an extra glimmer of hope because everyone I've seen on Twitter, cause I've been tweeting a lot about them. Their shows are, are really getting people jacked up. Good. So I just, I'm hoping that I'm witnessing the tide turning. Good. Chances are I'm not. Yeah. Chances are, we're going to get some more fucking little Zans, little Yachties. <laughs> little drywalls. Little wet pussies out there. Little drywalls. <laughs> little drywalls. <laughs> Chances are we're going to get more of these fucking dudes that just fucking have seven wounds because they want to be in the... <laughs> Chances are we're getting some more of that, but there's also a chance that we're going to get some real shit. Yeah, I hope so. And I'm, I'm all for real shit, even if I don't love it. I'm all for hearing that real shit. Well, I'm at it. Respect, you know, to Machine Gun Kelly and Willow Smith and Fred Durst and and a lot of these <laughs> yeah. guys that are coming out and putting on actual shows. Yeah, I don't want to go to a show where there's one person on stage, right. and a track playing over the speakers. I don't give a fuck about that. Kanye West. I love. That's amazing because I was getting ready to say I love Kanye's music, but I don't want to go to a show. Right. I was getting ready to say that, and you said <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. 
Same motherfucker that got bored of Dexter when Colin Hanks came on. I said, I'm bo- I got bored with Dexter when Colin Hanks came on. He's like, that's where I'm at. This motherfucker's my, my fucking soul animal. Wait, spirit animal. Spirit animal. That's a word. Soul animal. Soul animal. Sounds like a Soundgarden song, doesn't it? We started a band. It's fucking soul, soul animal. animal. Yeah. yeah. Me and Hicks started a band. It's soul animal. Yeah. Colin Baby. <laughs> Con Baby West. <laughs> Con Baby West. Anybody oh, else watch that fucking movie that uh, Ray and the Last Dragon? <laughs> Con Baby's he the should. Best, one of the best characters ever in a Disney movie. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> fucking magic. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's good shit. What good I, shit. have you watched Luca yet? You guys love Disney shit, or at least your wife does. You yeah. said your wife. <laughs> fucking comment you made today, like. Ah, you know, my wife wants me to watch her watch TV. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like best line. That's one of those classic lines that puts everything into perspective. Has your significant other ever wanted you to watch them watch TV? Yeah. Get off your phone. <laughs> uh, watch this with me. Get off your phone. <laughs> Bitch, I'm trading crypto. <laughs> yeah. But see, the, the movie Lucas, uh, that, that's, a, that's another good one. God, did we watch it? No, we didn't watch that. So good. Not yet. So good. Is that okay? So, so good. Amazingly good. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Con Baby Creep in? I wish. <laughs> yeah. Con Baby should be in every movie. No shit. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching what's one of the big Marvel movies coming out. Uh, next is Shang-Chi. I don't consider that to be huge. Then you got Eternals. I don't really consider that to be that huge. They probably will be, but what whatever movie involves some of the Avengers next, throw Con Baby in there. <laughs> yeah, no Get Con Baby in there as a superhero of some yeah. kind. Uh, you know, she's it's a big deal. It's a big deal, like Big Hero Six, big deal. I love that movie. Oh, that's good. Fuck good movie in it. That's good shit. I need to watch that again. I love that shit. My kid says, Was there why does somebody always have to die? I know. There's always a death. In the- well, that's Disney. He was like 12 when he said, or he was younger than that when he said that. And I was like, no yeah. shit. It's like every fucking Disney producer is like, motherfucker, I'm preparing you for your grandparents' death right now. Yeah. Like, Inside- this is going to make it easier. What about Inside Out? You watched Inside Out? I haven't. I okay, started it. I I, well, I probably won't watch it. You can give it away. Because I started watching it and I just I just wasn't really. Fucking R.I.P. Bing Bong. What is it? Bing Bong died. Who's Bing Bong? Bing Bong's like the little elephant toy guy who's in like the fifth dimension that the, they visit fucking bing bong sacrifices himself to fucking bing bong yeah r.i.p bing bong Goddamn bing bong <laughs> see i was watching a good dinosaur with my my son Jude. oh no shit my kid stopped watching that yeah said, so did he shit off my kid's like i don't ever want to see this again why the fuck is it i'm like i'm sorry I'm sad too. That sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fucking dad dies. You know, it's it's fucking Lion King all over again. No yeah. shit. Fuck shit sad. Why do they do that? I don't know. Seriously, why? No wonder your kid loves Japanese horror shit. <laughs> it's you because know? it's because of Pixar. No wonder Pixar's my kid wrong. looks at me and is like, oh, I'll fucking kill you later. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> quit watching good dinosaurs. <laughs> oh shit. Disney, man, they they give you so much good entertainment, but at the same time, they're like, fucking watch this death scene, bitch. Yeah. Faces of death, Disney. <laughs> faces. You remember that shit? Oh yeah. Oh my god. My kid was like, You ever seen Faces Dead? I'm like, Yeah. I have, yeah. Me and my buddy Chris used to rent them every fucking weekend. Oh, we, we went through all them of them. Too. Oh my God. Yep. 
I don't know why you would watch that when wet ass pussy's available, but you, do. <laughs> you know, we watch UFC and Faces of Death all the time. Fucking Faces of Death. Oh then my we, god. Then we then we go rent a fucking Seven Dust live in concert. <laughs> seven thing. Dust. Seven Dust. You remember those guys? Uh, yeah, I remember those guys. They kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, they did. It wasn't any good. I take Radke yeah. over Seven Dust. Yeah, Radke right, over Seven. They're Dust not even the same long. category. I don't know why I said that. I don't even remember what Seven Dust sounds like to be honest, but it was it was butt rock. Yeah, it's it pretty definitely bad. Butt rock. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. We talked about Radke, wet-ass pussy, Disney movies. You, you don't know what you're getting on this show. That's right. But you're going to get a grab bag of it. It's like, it's like that big bag of mini candy bars without the mini whatchamacallits. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. But you're getting something. You're going to get some kind of surprise in every bag of stuff in my generation. <laughs> that being said, my bladder's full because I'm oh, 40. I got piss. I got to piss. I want to play a little more crypto and talk to Hicks about more stuff than just Radke. But if you need to, if you, if you grew up on some punk and grunge shit like we did, this is why I wanted to do this episode. I enjoyed Radke and you might too, or at least you will discover them if they start making music that you would enjoy in the future. So if you like, uh, if you're okay with bands that wear their influences on their sleeve, go check them out. I personally am a huge fan. I've listened to them a lot since that concert a week and a half ago. There you go. Radke. Next week we'll, re- we'll be bringing you what? We we don't, I'm sure we don't know, but what don't have know. we been discussing? We've discussed ZZ Top. Yeah. The album that LaGrange is on yeah. is fucking good. That, yeah. al- that whole album's good. That, that makes me happy that you enjoy that. That's a good album. I, I listened like to it, it today. I listened yeah. to it for like three hours today. I had it on repeat for three hours. Because people say, oh, fucking ZZ Top, and I'm not talking about the 1980s bullshit. I'm talking about the early shit. It's pretty damn good. There's it some is. grooves. It's fucking grooves. Fucking good. Billy Gibbons, all of them. Fantastic guitar playing. Oh, shit. And a lot of different switch-ups. It's not just Texas Southern rock, man. They play some shit that sounds borderline progressive. Oh, I think so, too. It's good shit. Stomp Rest grooves. Rest in peace, Dusty. Yeah, no shit. Good yeah. shit. Did you know their guitar, their fucking Dusty's guitar tech is who's playing on tour with them? Is now? that who it is? Yeah. No yeah. shit. I guess the Dusty Hill told him, you know, the show must go on. No matter what happens to me, the show must go on. So Billy Gibbons just running with it. He's like, he said the show must go on. Let's keep playing. No shit. I mean, come on. Old college coaches and old ass rock stars, that's probably what's keeping them alive is getting out there. Oh, I think so too, yeah. I don't want to, you know, when you retire, if you sit on a recliner, you're bound to die. Yeah, my. You get out there and fucking do heroin and shit, you're going to live forever. Yeah, my cubicle is keeping me alive. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that shit. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time on Stuck in My Generation. Yeah, I got a piss. Me too. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 